there's no doubt about COVID-19 has changed everything around us, whether you're in finance, whether you're in agriculture, whatever business you're in today, COVID-19 is impacting your business and you have to think out of the box and alternatively to move forward and to succeed in today's very complex world. Now, we've heard a lot about cloud computing, we've heard a lot about digital transformation, uh, the financial sector impacted and the workforce of the future. So where is it all going? Well, it's a great pleasure to welcome Peter Bench, the Managing Director of Sage South Africa, who is joining us on this particular interview to talk about exactly these topics. Peter, firstly, it's really, really good to see you. I can see that you are working from home. Has this been your life uh, over the last three months? Hi, Aki. Yes, uh, thank you for the nice welcome message, and it's good to see you again. Yes, this has been my uh, lockdown office since March. I haven't left it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's an everyday situation, early in the morning, late in the evenings, sitting in this office. But tell me, Peter, how's it been uh, like running a company? Um, and as many executives of your kind are running companies remotely, I imagine that most of your team is all remote at the moment, right? Yes, Aki, we, we were fortunate. Um, not that we prepared for COVID, but we prepared our company for um, uh, any incidents that could happen. And a few days before COVID, we were 100% remote working. So every employee of the 1,300 plus colleagues that we had, wow. has still had, have been working remotely since lockdown. And we've been 100% operational. And in fact, I can say we've been 110% operational because it seems that we are doing better now than we did when we were in office. Well, that's extraordinary. Look, I've, I've, I've been involved with your organization in the past and some of your roadshows where you've been driving this digital transformation. You've been talking about cloud adoption. I mean, the cloud is something that really has saved a lot of companies today that we're able to work remotely. I mean, even this current session that we're doing, we are, you know, working remotely essentially because it's all happening up in the cloud. But your specific business at Sage, I mean, digital transformation has been really something that you've been driving really hard over the last few years, it's no longer just a buzzword, it's a reality. And um, tell us about this digital transformation. What kind of a role is it playing for your business and for your customers? Okay, let's start with our customers. I think uh, you know, pre-lockdown, there was a lot of talk about cloud. And you and I know that in the last five plus years, a lot of companies have spoken about cloud in the medium and large sectors. In the small sector, not so much. I think adoption in the small sector, sector has always been there. Uh, although the benefit wasn't seen, it was merely as a as a simple tool I can use on my phone. But in the medium sector, um, you know, the, it, we saw the adoption has been slow. It's been accelerating some, uh, slowly over the last couple of years. But since lockdown, we have seen a, a, a more of an acceleration of cloud adoption. And I think it's because medium and large organizations can now see the benefit of I can access my data. I have AI to plan for the to help me plan for the future and different scenarios. I have uh, add-on applications that I can access on the fly if I'm in, in, in Azure or if I'm in any of the other public cloud environments. So it's, it's now become more than just a hosting operation where I can access my data remotely. It's yes. now more of I'm running my company remotely and how do, how do I benefit from that? Whereas in the small sector, we see in our business cloud accounting and small payroll, which is merely an app uh, and a small application sitting behind that, that has also helped some of our, a lot of our customers. And that adoption is, has also accelerated. You know, we've always come in this transition from the old pastel sitting on premise to business cloud accounting, which is in the cloud. That transition we've seen 
happening. But that's also accelerated that we've uh, experienced over the last couple of months. And I mean, those small and medium-sized businesses that you're talking about, they're, they're definitely seeing the value, right, uh, of using these this cloud adoption because it's it's creating a lot more agility, right? Okay, I think they made our sales job easier. And in the past, IT companies that sold uh, uh, cloud software has always gone in the total cost of ownership. It's going to be cheaper for you to host it in the cloud and have it on-premise. There's some security yeah. benefits. We've always spoken about the other benefits in the background, but those were the ones that landed and our customers listened to. The yes. sales job now and the adoption is, is for different reasons, because now we can see that our customers are really uh, adopting for different reasons, for the benefit of operating remotely and have a, a, a more agile company. Where uh, you're aware of the CFO 3.0 uh, research that we've recently launched uh, res the results of, and in there, we are even more surprised that the CFOs are now heading up that digital transformation and driving it in the company rather than the CIO who did it in the past. That's very interesting. I want to touch on that, the CFO role in just a moment because I think that the way the CFO role and the CTO and the CIO, all the C people in organizations, is really adopting very quickly. But you know this, this massive acceleration you talk about because – up until uh, you know March, as you mentioned, you know many people were doing things differently, and many organisations have had to accelerate and do things uh, to keep that business continuity going. Right? Um, are, are the banks kind of keeping up with that pace that you're finding, where you're finding that you know the cloud adoption is happening, transactions are happening almost you know remotely, etc. And I would imagine in South Africa, we've got quite an advanced uh, digital banking system. Are you finding that the banks are meeting the demands of the changes that are happening right now? Okay, I don't want to speak on the bank's behalf, but from our behalf, a lot of our software in the past couple of months or 12 months or more, we started to build bank integrations, direct bank, bank transaction integrations into our software. And uh, the collaboration from the banks have been great. In fact, in some cases, we, we they were ahead of us. So I think the banks are really coping well with this and with and having direct bank integrations into your software from an accounting point of view, it's just an additional benefit for the customer not to have to worry about what the bank does or how to reconcile at the end of the day. Right, right. Now, just you mentioned earlier about the CFO and, and you talk about this digital transformation and the person who's going to champion this in an organization is going to drive the process because we're talking about finance now, we're talking about transacting, but, you know, it's it, there's a lot more to what the CFO does. So how how is the CFO responsible in this transition? How can a company support the CFO? And of course, is the CFO's role going to change quite dramatically? You know, when everything now has been done in the cloud, you're hearing about AI that you've mentioned, for example. So where do you see the CFO's role in the future? Well, let's see where it came from, Aki. If you look at the, the transformation we've seen in the past is, is more a CFO requesting the CIO driving I want a financial system that can automate processes. Yes. Now we see the CFO, the chief financial officer, driving, how do I do robotic process automation? How do I do artificial intelligence? Normal automation is no longer, it doesn't suffice anymore. And that standard process automation we know exists, been existing for six to 10 years, right? We are now seeing the next phase of that. And it's not that the CFO is 100% taking this over. We, we, I think we're just seeing a more collaboration in the C-suite. So the CIO, we're not saying he's not involved, he's definitely involved, 
because there's other things that is security and and um, very much still the CIO's do, domain to drive. But the CFO is now driving this digital change from a accounting um, and a risk point of view, because that's the, at the end of the day what's going to make the difference for the company going forward. And AI and uh, robotic process automation, these things enables the CFO to start focusing on how do I start uh, driving the business in a, in, a, in a direction that's more risk averse. Yes, yes. I mean, it's it's a, it's amazing when you look at the heritage of, of Sage and you know the the history and where it's come from and where it's right now. You talk about AI. You talk about all the analytics. I mean, these are these are in, in amazing uh, tools to have in a business that really unlock an incredible amount of value. In the background, from a Sage point of view, uh, in terms of your research and development, what kind of trends and what kind of other things are you looking at that will further enhance this unlocking of value that we're talking about in the past? Because certainly AI is one of these things that is just growing and transforming every single day. And I'm sure that you're working on newer technologies that are going to be incorporated in your cloud applications. Absolutely, Aki. And, and you know, everybody, um talks a lot about AI, but we don't realize that in the financial applications we use today, AI is already at the core of it. So it's an evolving technology. It's not that somebody's going to come plug in AI and your life is going to change. This has been evolving over the last couple of years and been standard uh, modules, not that you go and select it, but it's doing, it's operating in the background. Using machine learning, ro robotics, um, we have, for instance, applied that. You asked earlier, how, do, how, does it, how did it affect us or how do we benefit from it? Um, we have chatbots. So I think that's the most common one people know about. But we use it very effectively in our support organization so that customers can go through a chatbot and ask questions. Um, another thing that we're very proud of is that the two to 3,000 calls we receive a day from in our support teams on software is still being done remotely today. And we see an improvement in call resolution than we saw before lockdown. That's astonishing. So, that is astonishing. So, uh, that, but, you know, AI plays a role in some of this. And AI play, also plays a role to our customers in, at the end of the day. And that's, I think CIOs also realize now that they, they can see the benefit of it without, real, without really knowing it's there because it's operating in the background and adding, adding value to mm -hmm. their daily business operations. You know, Peter, it's so interesting talking to you about where this is all going. I mean, we would, I was having a discussion with another colleague not so long ago, and we were just saying that what if COVID had hit us a decade ago? I mean, there's no ways that we would have the same kind of business continuity today. I think that the world would be in a completely different place financially um, with the economies, you know, falling the way they are and the economies performing the way they are, uh, especially in South Africa. It's no secret. But God help us. I mean, if this had happened a decade ago, we'd be in big trouble. But let's look towards the future, Peter Bench. Um, where is it going? What's the future workplace going to look like? What's Sage going to look like in five years from now? Aki, uh, if you asked me that question 12 months ago, uh, but also to your statement a decade ago, I think if this hit us 24 months ago, we would have been in a different situation still. Uh, so a lot of things, and that gives you the pace of acceleration of how IT is evolving. So you know, how does the future workspace look for us? In my view, there's, there's various change of thought, uh, thoughts on how this would look. We have, over the last two months, shut down our Pretoria, Cape Town and Durban physical office blocks. 
and we have given it back to the landlord. So we would no longer pay for that. We are now taking the time until we go back to the office, which will be probably in February, to come up with how do we evolve this to look like a better office space for our colleagues to utilize going forward. Yeah. We already know now that we don't need training rooms because we do all the training virtually. Um, fancy cameras, fancy classroom setups, we do it remotely. So that's one thing we don't need, uh, and that takes a lot of space. So we are looking at how do we create that feeling of an office block of the future where we do not have 500 seats because we have 500 colleagues. Uh, rather look at the utilization and what colleagues would utilize the office for. We know collaboration is important. We do want to see each other eye to eye uh, over a lunch or something um, or work together in a, in a forum. But we're really mm. looking at how do we optimize this in maybe creating spaces around areas where colleagues uh, where we see volumes of colleagues live so they can maybe take a bicycle to work or uh, easier transport reduce that but uh, things are now so flexible we can now really think out the box how do we make this look going forward and have satellite offices in smaller areas and a little bit larger office but not what you used to uh, some of our buildings that we've given up was four to five stories um that's astonishing. Peter Bench, um, it's fantastic talking to you. I want to close by asking you one question. It could be uh, something in your personal life, something in your business life through this lockdown. I mean, we've all had a lot of time to think and think of how we do business, how we you know, manage our personal lives. What's been your aha moment during this lockdown period? Has anything thought to yourself, ah, I've got more time to myself or whatever it is. Have you had, a, have you had one of those aha moments during this lockdown period? My aha moment is I want to go to Botswana to get go get out of because we, we've been so busy. I think we are twice as busy as we used to be. Gee, um, that's amazing. Uh, and I think it's because the nature of where we are now. We are now available. You are Your office is in your home. You are there probably 12 plus hours a day. Colleagues know they can get hold of you and things turn around a lot quicker. But the aha moment is we know we need some sanity breaks. So definitely... Yeah. You know, we do need to uh, get away and spend some time with our families because even in lockdown, you think you are with your family, but you are stuck in this office and still working harder than ever. So, yeah, yeah. Ah, we, we do need some fresh time. Yeah, and you know, Peter, I mean, a lot of people will say, well, you know, you can have those experiences virtually now, but it's not the same. Being in a, in, and I miss that as well. I'm so glad you touched on it, you know, just being in the bush and, you know, having that close proximity with a wild animal, you cannot recreate that over Teams or Zoom or whatever virtual uh, tool you might use. And I, you raise such an interesting point. The real experiences in life, uh, you cannot you cannot make up for them in this digital world. Um, Peter Bench, Managing Director of Sage South Africa, thank you so much for joining us on What's Next and sharing your insights in the financial industry, where it's going, accounting, but it's definitely in the cloud and there's no no turning back from here. Thank you for your time, Peter Bench. Thank you, Aki. It was great talking to you.